listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, welcome to today's version of Inspire on the Go. I'm coming to you live from First Baptist Church in Russellville, Arkansas, with 700, no 800, no 900 women from across Arkansas. Are you excited to be here? Today, we have a very special podcast for you. We have Real Talk with Real Women, and it's moderated by our very own Sherry Edwards. And so, Sherry, talk to us about what we're going to do today. We are in for a treat today. It's something we've never done at Inspire. We have a panel of real life, real women, real talk. We have a panel of four women who are a part of our Inspire team. And we have some questions. We, uh, we asked um, all of our women who registered for Inspire to send in questions that you would like to see asked on a panel. And so we have taken those, uh, just a few of those questions. We wish we could answer them all, uh, but we have taken a few of those questions and we're going to pitch these questions to a few of the members of our Inspire team. And Andrea, do you want to introduce them? Am I going to introduce them? Okay, okay. We're, we're just freestyling here today on this podcast. So uh, we, have, we have Amy Daniel. Wave to Amy. And then we have Monique Broadus. We have Sally Hennard. And we have Lisa Jones. And they're just a few of the, of the members of our amazing Inspire team. And we, uh, each of these women um, represents a season or a stage of, of uh, womanhood. And so we've got some questions that cover several different areas. So we're just going to jump in and uh, we're going to start with the questions that we have. And if we have time, we're going to add some more. So uh, we're going to start with Lisa. Uh, Lisa, our question for you is, how do we make time for God as a priority in the busyness of life and all the daily responsibilities we have as women? How do we balance all the things and make time for God? That's such a good question. It's one I've asked for a very long time. I have three sons, a wonderful husband, a job, all of those things. And so I asked the Lord one day in a very quiet moment, I said, Lord, how? how do I balance all of these things and include you? And he spoke very directly and quietly to my heart and said, Lisa, you don't. If you put me on a scale with all of those other things, I should break the scale every time. I should weigh more than anything. I should be your everything. I'm your life. And so as I've pursued him in this way, as he's drawn me in and allowed me to walk with him like this, he ministers to my husband through me. He ministers to my sons, to my friends, to my mother, to my dad, to the little children I see every day, to those that I work with on the weekends. It's no longer me in the flesh trying to do all of these things but it's him through the spirit touching their lives. And it's done in the right way. It's done for his glory. So that would be. That's great. Sally, did you want to piggyback on that? Yes, I, I had told them I kind of dealt with this uh, several years ago because I was not active in Bible study in quiet time with the Lord. 
And so I, I was like a lot of women, a very hectic job, a high school counselor. And if you know that kind of work, there's just a lot of stuff that goes with it. And, and I was in a small school and I would stay late and I couldn't get home. And I just never found the time. And so I asked God to give me a passion for his word. And he did. And I got hooked up into Bible study and a very intense Bible study precepts. I don't know if any of y'all have ever done it, but it's very time intense. And it's so amazing if you trust God, he all of a sudden allowed me to get all these things done that I couldn't get done in the time that I'd had before. So it's, it's just, there's, his equation doesn't match up with ours. If you trust him and commit your time with him, he will make everything else fall into place. Thank you for sharing that. That's a, it's a lesson we continue to learn um, in every season of life. I know I have too. All right, so question number two goes to Monique. Monique, how have you experienced God's work of transformation in your life? What's a, what's a way or what's something you can share with us about your life? Transformation, ooh. It's like, where do y'all start? <laughs> okay, for me, I was transformed. Well, a little bit of history here. I was... I was from one of those households where when I was younger, I was made to go to church. It was not my choice. You know, if you was in my mom's house, Sunday morning, you're in church. Whether by choice, you know, there was no choice. So in 2008, I received Christ for myself. And I was made to believe that, you know, I was shown that God knew me. He knew me when I was in my mess out there, and he delivered me. So I swapped the club scenes for the Lord scenes. You know, I was, I was all out there, but when, when God truly came into my life and I truly, truly accepted him, that's when I felt rest, I felt peace, I felt joy. I am like the happiest right now in my life. So that's what it was. Amen, amen. And he's continuing to do a work of transformation. I love that it's a process for all of us. It's not just a one and done. It's a continual um, continual process. Does anybody have anything to tag on to that as far as transformation? Okay, we'll move to a question number three. Um, how can, and this one go, is going to Sally, back to Sally. Um, how can we navigate the relationship with our children as they transition from being in the home to becoming adults? We had several women write in with this, uh, with this type of question, and it is a question that affects many of us on, on the spectrum. So and Sally, as you can tell, I'm the seasoned one up here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have three daughters. My oldest is with us today. And my children were spread out. So I actually had children in my home for 29 years. And it was very difficult when each one left. It was, I mean, just like a part of my heart being ripped out to see them go and uh, to watch them drive down that driveway, you know. And so, but God was good. I always had another one there. And then when my, <laughs> my youngest left home, and she, she'll be 22 tomorrow, uh, oh, my goodness, uh, you know, walking through the halls in my house and seeing made beds and clean rooms, but quietness, I don't know that I wouldn't rather have the noise and the mess, but uh, there, I think it's in Psalm 127. It says that children are a heritage to the Lord. And it goes, the psalmist goes on to say that they're like arrows being shot out into the world. And if a, if a quiver is full of them, you know, I don't know what archery talk is, but, you know, as a blessed man. But 
you know, the archer, when he pulls back uh, the bowstring and shoots an arrow, it goes someplace that he cannot go. And it uh, accomplishes a purpose that he cannot do. And if, if we don't let our kids go, they're, you know, they're an extension of us. And we just have to prepare them well. And we have to trust God. And, you know, no, they're not going to do everything right. But I don't do everything right. And we just have to turn them over to him and trust that, that uh, he's going he's gonna to take care of them. And, you know, I do like Christmas and when they all come back and, and they, you know, get loud and make the mess again. And then I get a clean for a few days. But, but um, we just have to learn to trust him. And, and if, we did, if we, they didn't go, we would not ever see what their life is going to bring about. And, I mean, that's just, we have to remember that. Yeah, I agree with that, and, and I have, um, I'm also newly empty nest, mostly empty nest. I have, still have one in college, uh, and I would agree with that, and I tell, I, I was, had children in the home for 27 years, and so um, I, t- I have a young mom's group, and I tell the moms, I was like, I've just now caught up on my laundry, so it's okay, it's okay, <laughs> just let go of that, it's all right, um, and so I would, I would join with uh, Sally in that um, we are launching, um, you know, we launch, we raise our kids to launch them and you're shaping arrows. You're in the, for those of you with kids still at home, you're, you're shaping those arrows and we have to launch them in order for God to do the work that he wants to do in their lives because they can't, they've got to come into their own faith. And, um, as we've heard just a few testimonies, just in that we, we have to come into our own faith. And so, uh, part of and that when is, they, and yeah. when they marry and have kids, they come back with little darts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Oh, yeah. But it is a process. And I did, I had a mom, uh, an older, wiser mom tell me one time she prayed more than she ever did uh, when her kids left the home than she did. I mean, she prayed when they were in the home, but she said, I prayed even more when they left the home because you're just, you're relying on the Father. You're relying on the Lord uh, because, and I, I tell moms too, he has their best interest at heart. Um, I have, my youngest son is a freshman in college, and um, there was quite a difference between, there's a span of seven years between him and my middle son, and it seems like the, the, some of the moms in this generation struggles with anxiety so, so much. It's, it's just very prevalent, and so there were lots of anxious moms that I was, I was telling them, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. They are going to make some choices maybe that you're not happy with, but they are figuring it out. And we just go to the Father because He has their best interest at heart. Uh, so that's, that's always a good reminder. Um, okay, so question number four goes to Amy. Um, we want to know what has God been doing in your life lately? Well, I'm kind of in that stage that Sally's out of, I have the messy house, the messy bedrooms, because my boys are 13 and 9, and so God prodded me and poked at me about eight months ago and said, hey, you need to quit being um, a facade. You need to start being real. Uh, A friend walked into my house one day. I pick up her girls from school, and she walked into my house to pick up the girls, and she said, oh, you do have messes in your house. And it hit me. And I don't ever really feel like I tried to be fake, but I just tried to have a persona. I liked things in order, and so people just thought that's just the way it was. 
So it really convicted me to, to put myself out there, to be a little more transparent in that, yes, I'm in a season that absolutely, I want things to be in order, but I'm not in control. And so some days those things don't appear in order, and I needed, to pe- I needed people to be able to see that. And so I just feel like that we as moms and as women sometimes, we, um, we have those anxious feelings, I think, because we have in our mind how we think things need to be and how they need to turn out and how they need to look. And instead of just raising our kids and living our life for him, knowing that he's going to completely let it happen the way it needs to, we need to quit being anxious about it and let it go. And um, he continued to prod me and continued to poke me, and I continued to say no, and he just finally kind of got my attention. And I am working on my first book I'm writing a devotional. I think as women, we oftentimes say, hey, Sherry, how are you? And instead of saying, you know, this is what's going on, we say, I'm fine. And so I want this to be real, and I want it to be transparent, um, because we're not always fine. So that's the title of the book, I'm Fine. I can tell you what I've written so far. I I can tell you what I've written so far. I'm going to read to you the last chapter, or the last page. It says the end. Okay. You've got that much. You've got that much. So I gave you a little sneak peek of what it looks like. But no, in all seriousness, he just really, really poked and prodded me. We've, we've wrestled a lot with some things this week. Um, my husband and I made a decision about six months ago that we were moving back home, uh, taking our family, sold our house, building a house on the family farm. About three months after we made that decision, about three weeks after we made that decision, my father-in-law got very ill. So we're going to be living with them and helping take care of the farm, but it's also going to allow me time that I wasn't going to have in my schedule to write that book. So I even see God in those little things. That is awesome. I love that. I love that. I can't wait to read read what you are writing, and I've kept up with you on social media where we always do, but she has really been posting like, this is how I really look today. This is how my life really is today, and I, I appreciate that that challenge for all of us as women to be real with one another. We, we really talk, we talk about that. And I know this is a real life, real woman panel, but um, going beyond the I'm fine um, or I'm good, things are good, you know, maybe, maybe they're not, or maybe there's something we're working on and just having that um, vulnerability to share that with one another. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So we have a, we have one more question um, that this is going to go to anybody and everybody that wants to answer it. Um, and we thought of this question um, uh, as we were thinking through, uh, I was part of another panel, and this was a question, it was just a really good one. What advice would you give your younger self? What advice would you give your younger self? Somebody jump on that one. Well, I, there's, a, there's a beautiful lady in the front row, and I kind of this has been on my heart, and her shirt says, and I'm going to read your shirt if that's okay. I'm going to read the first line. It says, I'm not always right, and I think if I could tell my younger self that, you're not always right, (laughs) and I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, hello, how often now as adults do we say, hey, I don't have the answer. I am not right today, and you are, you know, so on and so forth, but I love it. I'm not always right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not always right. We don't always know all the things. What else would somebody say? What advice would you give your younger self? Um, I don't know necessarily the advice, but I would look at myself as a young girl and just... Or encouragement, I guess yes, would be another way to just, do that, encouragement. I would, I would tell myself how loved by the Father um, 
that I am, how his eyes are upon me, and to trust in his plan because his hand is upon us, even protecting us and watching over us when we don't know. And I would have loved um, to have known that as a young child. And I think we hear that. We, we know that we believe that, but actually knowing it. Um, and, I, you know, that's part of just walking life's journey and learning that about the Lord and learning the characteristics of the Lord, you know, has to become our own. But um, anybody else have something? I, I feel like Sally has a word. <laughs> Sally has a word for us. I would tell the younger me that you don't have to be perfect. And because I, I just remember growing up, always worried about whatever. I, I lived with a lot of fear and my whole life. And not until, you know, I started getting seasoned up did I that kind of start shaking off. But just afraid that people wouldn't like me or afraid I wouldn't be good enough or I mean, to the point where even as uh, when I went to work, I was afraid of getting fired. So I would work, you know, twice as hard. And, you know, you, we just don't, God tells us not to be afraid. And I love how, I think it was that he told Joshua, I go before you, I go behind you, and I will fight your battles for you. We don't have to fight our battles alone. And I just feel like we often feel that way, and we're not. So I would just... We don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Um, and I would tell my younger self, um, just you don't have to please all the people. Um, you don't have to please all the people. Um, the person that we need to focus on pleasing is the Lord, um, because I spent a lot of time trying to please people, not in bad ways, in a lot of good ways. Um, and then the other thing I would tell my younger self and encourage my younger self in, um, and I tell this a lot to college-age girls or high school girls, um, is to go deeper with God sooner. Go deeper with God sooner. Um, I've, I've, had, I've known the Lord since I was a girl, but, and I've had deep seasons, but I would have gone deeper with him sooner, earlier in life, to, to just mine those incredible riches that he has uh, for us. So um, thanks for sharing that. Okay, now we have what we call um, our popcorn session. We have popcorn questions that we're going to just pop at these women and y'all can just jump on them and pass the mics if you want. Uh, so question number one, uh, what book are you reading right now? And y'all can just take these. Yes, under, um, let's see, Under the Shadow of the Almighty by Elizabeth Elliot. Uh, it was the journals of her husband, uh, Jim Elliot. Magnificent. Oh, great so If you've Everybody got a young man in go. your life, that's a good gift for him. Oh, that's a great mm -hmm. one. That's a great one. That's, a, that's going deeper for sure. Uh, I'm on the second time reading A Deep and Wide by Andy Stanley. Anybody else have a book you want to share? I'm currently reading uh, Becoming by Michelle Obama. I was gifted that book, and I read the first chapter, and I kind of sat it down, and I'm like, I got to pick this back up, you know. So. Yes. Oh, I've heard good things about that. I heard somebody talk yes. about that on a podcast yesterday. So awesome. Um, okay. Did you want to share a book? No. What You're is, writing a book. What is reading? My favorite book <laughs> is Amy Daniels. What, what is reading? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So question number two, what song do you have on your playlist that you are loving? Reckless Love. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, a good one. That's a good one. So good. That's a good oh, one. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, real quick. Um, what is your go-to item on a day when everything is crazy? I drink Spark. <laughs> Okay, okay. 
Doing if you don't know what it is, you just have to look it up. It has lots of vitamins and gives you lots of energy. All right, last one real quick. What is your idea of a perfect day? What is your idea of a perfect day? You can absolutely answer it. April 14th, because it's not too cold and it's not too hot, and all you need is the light jacket. All right, thank you so much, Sherry Edwards, for this beautiful picture of um, God's grace. Let's give our panel a hand. Sherry Edwards, Amy Daniels, Monique, Sally, Lisa. And we want you to listen to Inspire on the Go. We want you to subscribe to Inspire on the Go. We want you to rate Inspire on the Go. All of that will make Inspire on the Go accessible to you and to your friends. This episode will drop this Monday. And so subscribe, listen, and share. Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, episode of Inspire on the Go. We do want to leave you with one last encouragement, and I'm going to ask our studio audience to help me. Do you think the women of Arkansas should come to Inspire? This episode of Inspire on the Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth on the Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.